0: Good morning. I'm Ali, for anyone who doesn't know me. Um, welcome to church, if you haven't been here much before, and welcome back, if you have. Uh, we're going to come around the Word this morning, something God's put on my heart that um, I'm excited about sharing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good thing, but I'm going to pray first. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for this Word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you that um, our hearts are going to be attuned to your word this morning, not just the words that I say, but Holy Spirit, what you illuminate for individuals and for families and for our church as a whole. And we're leaning in and listening to what you would say to us this morning. Um, and we're ready and open to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, I said, God, what do you? what do you such an honor to be asked to speak. What, what would you like to say? And he gave me a, a four-letter F word that I love. <laughs> I would love to say. Um, he said, talk about being free. Talk about freedom. And then he didn't say much else. So I got to go and explore freedom with God, freedom in the words and uh, freedom personally. So um, we're going to talk about freedom this morning. Who's excited about that? Who's feeling free? There's two of us. Three. Excellent. I'm in the right place then because some of us are feeling that free. That's okay. A key verse for us around freedom would be John 8, 36. If the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed or truly free. So um, there is a PowerPoint at some point. We will free it <laughs> to, um, to come up and have a look. Uh, I call these bars and stars and you'll know why a bit later. But I, I listened to a, um, a wonderful sermon oh, ages ago. I've listened to it a few times. It was preached a few years ago by um, Chris Hodges of Church of the Highlands. He has a great podcast, and um, I'm going to flick up. So he does these beautiful openers. I can't make them the way he does, but um, he he did a seed a, a, what's it called a series. Thank you, <laughs> Jesus. How my word come out today? Um, Called free indeed and this is how it started um if you just want to flick through your jesus help josh today because this is going to be interesting he said freedom's a nice idea but are we really living free there still seem to be those things that just won't let go they stand in our way we let them weigh us down but god wants something more for us he came to give us a clean slate A fresh start and a new beginning. He wants us to be free indeed. And I'm excited about that. No no one else is excited about that. That's okay. Um, So what we just think about, what does freedom look like for you? If you stop and think, what does he mean by that? What does it mean to live in freedom? When I say freedom, what do you think about it look like? There's some words. <laughs> Choice. Pardon? Sunshine. If you Google freedom images, there's lots of sunshiny kind of images. Um, what's a feel like? What, is, what does society think freedom is? I think we think about Financial freedom, freedom to go, freedom to be. Yeah, just flick some up. There's lots of this happening, lots of abandonment on the hilltop. This is like freedom to retire. Amen to that. Freedom to be on the beach, freedom to go fishing, freedom to do things you like. (laughs) Bit of golf there for you, Marto, yep. (laughs) Freedom in a relationship to frolic on the beach, free from chains, Financial free, throw your money free enough to throw your money in the air and set your pets free out of a cage. <laughs> uh, this is a quote that says, "Freedom is the oxygen of the soul." Um, That's just a bit of fun. Let me define it for you. When you look it up, freedom says it's a state of being free or at liberty, rather than confinement or under physical restraint. It's the power to. Or the right to act, speak or think as one wants. The exemption from external control, interference or regulation. The power to determine action without restraint. To do what you want to do without anyone stopping you. Political or national independence but also personal liberty as opposed to being in bondage or slavery. It's Liberation—it's release, it's deliverance, it's pardoning, it's independence. I found this interesting: it's self-government, it's self-determination, self-legislation, and self-rule, or autonomy. And I think God really values our freedom because He did give us choice right from the start. He gave us choice to choose Him because that's what love does. He put us. He put in an Adam and Eve in the garden, said, so "You can eat." of any tree, any tree you like, choice, choice to make great choices, choice to make the wrong choices. And Jesus came to set us free. But I want to remind us today what it can really look like in our daily lives. So there'll be some practical stuff later. And I'm just trusting Holy Spirit that as I throw some truths out and some scripture and some things that he's been talking to me about that he will jump on something that you'll take home today that goes yes I'm going to walk out that door freer than when I came in is that okay yes. so John 8:31, Jesus is speaking to believers and he said Jesus said to the people who believed in him you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching you will know the truth and the truth will set you free but we are descendants of Abraham. And they said, "They said We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you'll be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not perma- a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free or free indeed. When I was uh, talking to Jesus about this, Message, I felt like um, there's a few things he wants to talk about. Um, The freedom, what we have freedom in, what we have freedom from, and what we have freedom to. What we have freedom in, what we have freedom from, and what we have freedom to. And when I was thinking about what we have freedom in, he said, my freedom is relational. When I read out the, the definition before, it talks about self-legislation, self-government, self-determination, kind of independence. Um, and he said, freedom in me, there's freedom in... It's relational. There's freedom in my relationship with you. So when I looked in the Word about slaves and slavery and what were slaves to, I found he didn't compare it to slaves and freedom, slaves and being free. He compared slaves and sons servants and sons so he's not girls he's not talking about boys and girls he's talking about children he talks about there's an authority in the house in relationship with him that is different to if you are a hireling different to you being paid to be there different than to you being required to be there so when he talks about freedom it's a relational thing it's like when you're connected with me and you understand who you are in me that's where your freedom is not that you're a independent from me not that you are able to go ahead and (laughs) make it all happen in fact that's the opposite of what I'm requiring of you so it was interesting to me when we sang that song before about I'm not a slave to fear I'm a child of God the contrast for me jumped out because I went no I'm not a slave I'm a child of God and those two things (laughs) um, are completely opposite if that makes sense Galatians 4 said, and it's the way it was before, with us, before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves in the basic to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us, freedom costs, Jesus paid a price for that, who were slaves to the law so he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we're his children... God sent his spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, he has made you his heir. I was thinking about ownership, and um, we're renting the house we're in at the moment. We've previously owned, we've previously rented. We're about to build. And, um, and God was speaking to him about it. So in the house we're in, we don't put a lot of pictures on the walls, um, because it belongs to someone else. I feel like I'm there temporarily. Um, we try not to mess it up too much because it doesn't belong to us. There's a feeling of it's, it's, it's not ours. Um, so I, I was talking to God about that, and I felt like he said, um, you haven't made your home here because you don't feel an ownership. You don't feel an authority because um, it's not yours. But in your own place, you you express yourself through it, you um, you have an authority over it, you pay insurance for it, put <laughs> my bills around it, but it's there's a difference. But he said to me, some of us treat our spiritual lives that way, like spiritual renters, not owners, that we haven't stepped into the full ownership, our full inheritance, our full identity as children of God, and it means we haven't made ourselves completely at home does that make sense i thought ah that's really interesting god we don't um we don't do what we don't claim therefore what is rightfully ours as sons and daughters of god we don't step into the authority that we have we don't claim what's ours we miss out a little yeah i found it really interesting yeah okay um The other thing I found interesting is in the world, freedom seems to be this idea that you can just do what you want, you can have what you want, you can go and get it, you can build it, which is um, interesting. But spiritual freedom comes ironically through submission, through laying down of life, through giving, through, it's like an opposite thing. And I was interested to see what Jesus did. He said he modelled freedom when he... To choose when he said, No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to, and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. Uh, there's a tremendous freedom when you're faced with even I can imagine Jesus in the garden saying, Feeling like, Oh, is there any way? Is there any other way for me to save? your papal God, is there any other way? Um, the freedom comes not because he felt like he had to, but because he chose to. He took that, that place of submission, laying down, um, and that's where the freedom is. When you feel like you don't have to, but you choose to, you get to. That makes, I feel like I'm not quite getting across to you. Um, and that's what baptism is symbolic of us going, oh, okay, we, we get to lay down who we are and receive from God. And when we identify with what Christ did through baptism, so if you, if you are coming to camp and you've <laughs> never been baptised, uh, it's an amazing thing to do because it identifies us with Christ and helps us step into part of that identity, part of that um, authority that he's given us because of the laying down. He he laid down his life, but we get to experience the benefits of that um, through new life and freedom in him. Um, The other thing that stood out to me is that it's hard to understand freedom Unless you understand that you're in bondage, it's hard to see it if you can't see where you're bound. And which is what what the, those um, disciples were saying. They said, "Oh, but we've never been slaves." And I was thinking, we most of us came here today without restraint. Um, no one held, you know, stopped you in the streets. Said, "Why are you coming here to worship?" We felt free to do that. Um, We live in relative freedom in this place, in this country. Romans 7 says so it's not the trouble with the law, the trouble is with us. I find my freedom is not out there stopping me, it's in here and in here. Trouble's not with the law, it's for its spiritual and good. The trouble's with me, I'm too human. Josh, like you, I make mistakes. I spray cars. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> but we do. We're so human. I love that um, that Paul put this in the Bible because it reminds us that we, we stuff up, we make mistakes, and that we start the year with great intentions and great... Um, new year's resolutions like, like craig preached about it's was like yes i'm so pumped we're going to do that but it's now the end of january and um how many of those things are we still doing <laughs> have i lost lost my puff because i'm still human the trouble with me is i'm a slave to sin i'm really human i don't understand this is what paul says i don't really understand myself because i want to do what's right but i don't do it instead i do what i hate but if I know what I'm going to do is wrong, it shows that I agree the law is good, I understand it's wrong, but I'm, so I'm not the one doing wrong. It's sin living in me that does it. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. And I don't do what I want to do. I'm not really the one doing it. It's sin in me, but it's still in me. I've discovered this principle of life. When I want to do what's right, I inevitably do what's wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there's another power within me that's at war in my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that's within me. What a miserable person I am. Who will free me? Who will free me from this life that's dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ. So you see how it is. In my mind... I really want to obey God's law. But because of my spiritual nature, I'm a slave to sin. So um, so Jesus came to set us free from sin and death. That's the big picture. Done and dusted. Um, but there's a process along the way for us. The Holy Spirit um, talks about this wrestling They're wrestling between the the sinful nature and the spirit. In Galatians 5, it says, The sinful nature wants to do evil the opposite of living, (laughs) Uh, which is the opposite of what the spirit wants. The spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting with each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So let me just think... Uh, when Craig was talking about wanting to be fitter and healthier this year, physically and and spiritually, how many of you took up a little challenge for yourself? Set some goals. One person? Got a couple? Yeah. How hard is it to follow those things through daily, repeatedly? Good things. And he warned. He did say it's going to be tough. It'll come. Ag- it'll come against you. And uh, it was tough to follow those things through. Um, we fail, we fail miserably and we need him. And most people do quit by about now um, unless they're incredibly disciplined or unless they discover this secret of going, Ah actually it's not in my strength, it's by your spirit. It's not in my strength, it's by your spirit. It's not in my strength, it's by your spirit, God. Um. Yeah. Just in case you're not sure whether you're in slavery or bound by anything at all. Who feels like they're completely free? Who feels like they're completely bound? Liam, excellent. Who feels like they're completely bound up? So we're somewhere in the middle? Okay, cool. Here's some areas where we might feel like we're feeling less than free indeed. Keeping in mind, we're made up of body, mind and spirit. So I'm I'm just kind of, looking at that way some of us will feel bound in our body physically um geographically through illness or injury or physical limitation I ripped my um ligament the other week because I've been playing touch football and I'm now 40 I'm not 18 and I realize I have physical limitations now we live in a body that is aging and we can feel a bit bound by that you can feel like um you're living in a place of conflict or war. You might have a street where the neighbors aren't getting on, or you might have come from a place where it's more serious. Um, we've experienced that. You might um, you might be in a season or a circumstance where you're caring for someone. You might have a parent uh, with an illness, or you're for young babies, and you just feel this. Oh, it's stuck I'm stuck in this season. Um, or you might have a like a physical addiction, or a something that's you feel like if I if I do not have my coffee, I may just shoot someone, and that's there's something physical going on there. If any of you tried to, um, yeah, I started the year with a twenty one day fast because I felt like that um, was something I wanted to do, and uh, and if you've never if you've ever wondered whether you have an addiction to anything, do a fast of it. <laughs> I become very grumpy very fast, and I realise how much I, go, oh, I really needed that. Um, actually, the the t- the trick for me though was in the the last week of the ho- after the 21 days, when I had the freedom, then to go back to what I would normally. I was fasting sugar and alcohol and all the yummy stuff, and I know in January, and and it was uh, interesting because that last week I went ah. Oh, I have the freedom now to go back. Do I want to go back? Because I noticed my, my palate had changed. Things, really sweet things tasted really sweet. And I went, oh, do I want... Now I have the choice to go back. I've, will I? Won't I? We have this freedom all the time, this freedom of choice. But as Liam was saying, um, it's one thing to be limited in your body, but your thinking, when you feel like you're tied up in your thinking, in your mind, and your will, and your emotions, that's another thing this guy, Chanakya, <laughs> he says, it's in your mind, I don't know, I can't say that, it's in the mind of a man alone, that's the cause of his bondage or freedom. So much of what we think, so much of what we think about influences our sense of freedom. And Jesus talked about this when he said, um, Loving love in Isaiah 61 when he said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me and, and I'm, I've come to set the captives free. I've come to preach the good, good news. And you know when he stood there and he said, this, is, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This is who I am. I've come to set people free. Um, he talks about a release from darkness and, and, or healing of the blind. But in the original, he actually talks about those who can't see the truth That they're bound by lies they've believed and the truth setting us free i thought that's really interesting jesus stars and bars people can be in prison like paul he wrote many books from prison and sent them out but his attitude in his mind he was (laughs) there's a freedom in those words there's a freedom in the encouragement that um is doesn't match up with his circumstance um there's a great quote that says, two men, this is by Dale Carnegie, two men looked out from prison bars. One saw mud and the other saw stars. And uh, so much of life is not what is happening but how we're seeing it, how interpreting it. Romans 8.5 says, those who are dominated by sinful nature think about those things. We think about sinful things. But if we're controlled by the Holy Spirit, we think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your spirit of so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Who wants more life and peace? Yes, please. I'll have that too. Here's some other ways we can feel bound in our thinking. We can feel um, bound by our culture, the group we are. Because I'm. This, because I'm a woman, because I'm too young, because I'm too old, because I'm too fat, because I'm not pretty enough, all those things, because I have the wrong colour skin, because I'm uneducated. Whatever label you could think to put on yourself, you can feel bound by that. People, whether, Regardless of whether people treat you that way, and they may or may not, but it's here. The way you see yourself shifts. Um, bit of fun, I interested in how our social media culture um influences us and uh, i was thinking about how um, we might think we're a certain way or our expectation might be a certain way but in reality it's uh, that could be quite quite different um, but there's still we can be bound by this this desire to be perfect or think other people are perfect or have got it all together so i put together a couple of things for you just so you can have a wriggle and stretch in the middle um, of where expectation might be different from reality. So, if you had a, this might have been your picture of what a New Year's resolution looked like—very fit, and fun and free. But in reality, this is what we're more like. We'll just flick through these ones. Um, you might have a picture of this is what <laughs> your holiday might have looked like—sunning um, in the sun. But in reality, you will get sunburn like that—a bit, bit embarrassing picture there. Yeah. <laughs> You might have an expectation that your holiday to China might look like this, but in reality, who's been on a holiday and you're going, this is not like the brochure, this is so not what happened. (laughs) Yep. We might have an expectation of what you'll look like with a certain haircut, (laughs) physical change, (laughs) In reality might look quite different. (laughs) I love these ones. The sexy hair flip. We get so many of these images, though, they're not even real. You try it and see what it looks like. Yes. yes. So we attempt these beautiful things to cook, but they just end up looking a bit like that one. Our expectation of our relationships might be that it's beautiful and starry-eyed, but um, in reality, you know, they'll fall asleep and snore on your shoulder and dribble, and that's life. This is what life has looked like we might desire to look like like Hugh Jackman with that hair, but um, I don't even know that, what's that guy's name? Zach? Yeah. We look a bit more like that. Oh, here's the guy with the money in the air. Remember our picture of freedom, financial freedom and throwing our money in the air because we had so much? This is the reality of your first paycheck and that's with some tax taken out of it and he's not throwing it around oh this is some for the parents the reality the expectation of bathing and the beautiful you know experience of bath time with kids who's experienced shampoo in the eye tantrums there very cute feeding that beautiful clean baby yeah no in reality it's going everywhere our lives are a mess i love this one my bed is not my own love to have sleeping children now this is this is a shot taken from the top of our hill um so the beautiful Mel Lieber is just putting together a package and Jason Packett took this shot this is at my this is at our land at Wallaroba, at the top of the hill and she just wanted this beautiful sunrise shot about you know a rise and shine and um but in reality can I tell you the reality of this moment we're standing there trying to get this beautiful shot in a time frame of when the sun's rising and it's like five in the morning. But um, Mel's beautiful daughter is just (laughs) metres away, screaming her head off in her jammies. Her lovely mum's come along to help out. And we're having this serene moment with God, but there's crickets crawling on our our feet and (laughs) it's wet. And it's glorious, but it's messy. And it's like the silence of the moment is profound. But there's also noise of life and our walk with God is like that we want to have this picture of just freedom from (laughs) anything that would hold us back but life holds us back life is messy life has responsibility life has screaming kids life has tough stuff and pain and hurt and challenge and mistakes and it's not like what Facebook looks like this is not reality (laughs) reality is God in us in the mess does that make sense? He's in us, in the mess. Um some of us might be in relationships where we're just not happy. You might you might be in a relationship where you are feeling completely controlled. Like your slavery is real. For many people that they're in a situation where they're feeling quite controlled, physically or emotionally, and trapped. Or you might find yourself just trapped in your own mind by thinking what other people might be thinking of you if you didn't make choices or step out or say something, and and that's where you're trapped. You might feel trapped in our... We get trapped in our religiosity. We're a slave to that, doing the right thing, making the right choices, wearing the right thing, you you know, coming to church and keeping up appearances, all those things, um, even with God... um, We can be trapped by that. God wants us to be free from that. He doesn't want us to feel like we have to. He wants us to feel like we get to. He wants us to feel obligated to love him or turn up or show up or sign up. He wants us to be (laughs) free, to choose to give, choose to lay down, choose to volunteer, not feel like you have to. Of course, sin binds us up as well. Um, That's just a given because that's what sin does. Um, when we're following that nature in us it does it's, it's in um, Galatians 5 it says it does result in you know sexual immorality impurity lustful pleasures idolatry like they, say, they sound so heavy um, hostility and quarreling and outbursts of anger and division and drunkenness and all this stuff like this big picture but really that's what the, the result of our sinful nature is if we let it run riot that's what it is and that's what sin does. It, it seems like it's fun at the time, but it just traps us. It's linked with our will, um, being bound. It's, it's what we want most is our independence, but ah, it's a trap. Emotions can tie us up. Hormones can tie us up. <laughs> Fear, anxiety, worry, anger, resentment, all those things. And our beliefs about As I said before, how we see things makes such a difference. This guy Brian Herbert says, Freedom is an elusive concept. Some men hold themselves prisoner, even when they have the power to do as they please and go where they choose, while others are free in their hearts, even as shackles restrain them. Yeah. And of course, we can feel like we're bound in our spirit. Sometimes you just feel like, I'm trying, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. I'm saying all the right things, but something's just getting in the way. Something's, something else is going on here. I'd be remiss is if in church, I didn't tell you, we can be under the influence spiritually. We, we are in a battle and we are not immune from that. It's not an area that's popular to talk about or an area that I've... Um, you know, run a brace to, but Jesus talks a lot about the demonic, and he he cast out demons a lot that 's a lot of what he did. He healed the sick and he taught us truth, and he set people free and not just people not just the guy who had all of the demons in him and he, they were called legion and he sent them off into the pigs like he he talks about it a lot, and there are people who don 't believe in the demonic um, you can't sometimes you go either either of two ways here some people. Um, sea of demon in everything (laughs) there's a demon in my chocolate cake (laughs) made me eat it Um, and there are people who don't believe in hell there are people who don't and and your journey on this is your journey but this is the word this is what Jesus this is what Jesus encountered and he said greater things will we do and that we will walk in his shoes so to be ignorant of how the enemy works um, is not okay (laughs) Yeah, Um, in Ephesians 6, Paul said, Be strong in the Lord and mighty in his power. Put on all of God's armour so that you will stand firm against all of the strategies of the devil because we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against rulers and authorities of an unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So he talks about standing our ground, putting on the belt of truth, the body of armour of God's righteousness, putting on his peace, his shield of faith, his salvation as our helmet and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. He talks about praying in the Spirit and being aware of what's going on and not being either a, a sceptic or, a um, you know, we can be too sceptical or too superstitious. <laughs> but somewhere in the middle, there's an understanding, that there's an unseen realm, not to be afraid of it, but to be aware of our authority over it because of our right standing with christ if that makes sense um, so can we be possessed um, the word is like no it's not about being owned but but yes we can be under the influence um, like if there's a robber in your house and you've left the door open they come in um, do they own the house no will they make a mess and steal stuff yes so being aware that There are influences in our world um, that we cannot see. But again, taking authority over those things. If you're not sure, um, there are many mature Christians here. You can get some prayer and some support to think, oh, I'm not sure what's going on here. I feel like I'm bound by that. Um, Get some prayer with some people. Stand together. Um, The devil hates it when we're in unity, when we worship God, when we stand on the truth, and when we call it for what it is. Okay. let's wrap this up keys to freedom for you life with the Holy Spirit Galatians 5 so if you're not sure go, go and read Romans 6, 7 and 8 was where I was Jesus kept I, you know I did that thing where you flick open the Bible and you just stick your three times I said Jesus what do you want are you sure <laughs> Romans uh, Romans 7 Romans 7 Romans 7 so keep reading um, go and explore this stuff for yourself ask God where am I bound Galatians 5 24 and 25 hold a twofold key because freedom is both an event and a process so in verse 24 of Galatians 5 it says hang on to this truth those who belong to Christ have nailed so this is past tense have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Bang. So if you've done that, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your saviour and understand what he's done for you, he's done the work. It's complete. Past tense. Nailed, defeated. (laughs) The baptism that we have with him, that sorts that out. But in verse 25, directly following that, it says, Since we are now living with by the Spirit, present tense, let us follow the Spirit's leading then in every area of our lives. So we understand that there's an event, but there's a process of letting Him show you, free you daily with the truth. Because then that list of the horrible things that we go, oh, the sin leads to these things, to anger, to to drunkenness, <laughs> to, to immorality. When we follow the Spirit, it leads to life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness and self-control. It's not just a list, list of things we that are nice. Um, but the self-control is the thing we're talking about. The things we wanted to see change in January 1 are the things we now feel like, Wow, oh, will we get to change them? Um, self-control comes through the Holy Spirit, not because we decide to, but we submit to him and go, yeah, as a result of that, he helps us to control. This is the opposite. As a counsellor, most people, if you ask them what do they want, top issues that people come to you about, they're feeling lonely, they're feeling sad or depressed or struggled, Um, they have relationship trouble, they have depression or grief, anxiety or addiction, the opposite of these things they're lonely the Holy Spirit produces joy in us they're sad, they're struggling with depression, he produces um, he sets us free from those things he gives us peace instead of anxiety he gives us patience to do the things we need to do to care for people so good what he does in us 2 Corinthians 3.16 says, When someone turns up to the Lord, the veil is taken away, for the Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So All of us who've had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed in his glorious image. So he's doing the changing. Okay, if you guys want to come up, see that would good could... So, I said before, we're free from and we're uh, free in and free from, uh, but we're also freed to. We're freed for a purpose. Freedom's a calling. So, Galatians 5.13 says, you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, family here today, Real Life Church, you're called to live in Freedom. So this is not just for you and for your sake. It's for the generations who follow you, for your neighbour who's watching you, for God to work through you. <laughs> but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Use your freedom to serve one another in love. Freedom consists not in only doing what we like, but having the right to do what we ought. Pope John Paul said that. Nelson Mandela said. For to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. So you owe it not just to yourself, but to the people around you to allow God to free you. It's not just about us. Absolute freedom. I love this the only way to deal with an unfree world is to become so absolutely free that your very existence is an act of rebellion. So I love, Liam, that when I said, who's feeling free? He went, me. Absolutely free. He might have just been relieved because he's finished speaking and the stress of speaking. <laughs> he's not because he's, he's walking the walk with Jesus. You can see he takes communion daily. He misses it when he's not in relationship. There's a difference. This Christian walk isn't about rules and regulations and rituals. It's about relationship. It's about understanding who we are in relation to God and walking in them. So let's just take a minute because this absolute freedom is what I want for all of us. It's found in Christ and it's found we're being led by the Holy Spirit. So let's just take a moment as we wrap up. Just where you're at, whatever you've come in with today, whatever's on your plate for tomorrow, this week, let's just pause and give this moment to Jesus. Take some time to listen to the Holy Spirit. About those areas in our lives where we might feel bound up, restricted, confined. Jesus came to set you free and free indeed from those things. The Freedom might not even be that he changes the circumstance but he changes you the way you feel about it, the way you see it, the way you respond to it. Holy Spirit, show us. Will you to stand to your feet with me for a moment? to pray but I just uh, if there's something in you that's responding to God today let's honour this moment I really choose to respond with humility and with authenticity don't leave this place bound up by anything walking around the same mountain, wondering if things will change. Let him change some things for you today. So as I pray, I want you to imagine that some of those things that the Holy Spirit's got his finger on now and let him bring them to mind I I pray that you will have the courage to lay them at the foot of the cross say Jesus take it I don't want to be bound anymore I want to be free in this area I've tried (laughs) I've tried with all my might but it's you it's you Jesus who does it Holy Spirit we're just prepared to lay some of those things down today so I thank you Lord Jesus for setting us free I thank you that by dying on the cross you defeated sin and death once and for all the battle is won it's past tense, the price has been paid you purchased our freedom, we acknowledge that afresh Lord and for some some of us that's acknowledging for the first time that It's you who paid that price, Jesus. That you are Lord and that you have authority. You've given that authority to us in your name. We're set free from sin and death. And we thank you so much for that. Thank you that you set us free and you continue to set us free by your Holy Spirit. From anything that binds us and holds us back. We ask you, Jesus, to bring freedom in every area of our lives, particularly those that are on our minds right now. God, bring freedom to our physical situation, our health, our circumstances. Lord, bring freedom in our minds as we lay down our emotions, our desires, our doubts, our fears. We lay down our pride or our, our misconceptions, Lord. The lies we've believed. We lay them down. Lord, our unforgiveness of others. That's a biggie. God, if we've been bound by offense or unforgiveness, Lord, we choose to let that go. you've forgiven us. Jesus, set us free from any mindset or any habit, any stronghold that's stopping us from being all that you have created us to be. Lord Jesus, I thank you that every spiritual thing that is not from you must leave us by the power. Your name, Lord Jesus, has no place in our lives, no authority over us. We say sorry for allowing ourselves to believe any lies that held us back or engaging in any area of sin, Lord, that's held us captive. We're so sorry, Lord, for any doors we've opened thank you that you close those doors and we open our hearts to you we surrender to you afresh we receive your forgiveness your healing and your truth that sets us free we receive that spirit of sonship being your child and understanding the authority that we have in you the identity and the inheritance that we have in you and Holy Spirit we would ask that you would continue to lead us every day into complete freedom that we would be free indeed in every area of our lives in Jesus name Amen continue to worship but you just might be in this place and you might be new to Christianity. You might have come with someone and you're only just hearing about the freedom that you can find in Jesus. You might have agreed with some of the things I pray today in your heart and want to talk about those some more. Feel free to come and have a chat with us or the person that brought you or meet us up the back, up near the lounges there. Someone will meet you and, and talk to you more about how you can find freedom in Jesus.